Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo, yo. Please be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the ColtsCast, and our Instagram is at ColtsCast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see polls from us, posts from us, and the polls we run. Exciting highlight videos and anything in between. Check us out on YouTube as well. We're posting video pods up on there, not just the audio format. So go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Really appreciate that. All right. So it's very early mock draft season for the Colts cast. You know, with with how the season's going, it's time to look to the future. So today we're going to be doing a very early mock draft for the first round. Um, only the first round. So, you know, I'm eyeing four quarterbacks currently. I think Jamal is as well. Um of course, this could very well change in the in the coming months, so that this isn't you know cemented in concrete. Uh, we're just going off with the data we have now, the draft pick we have today, which I believe is the ninth overall. Correct. Yeah. So, right now, in no order, who the Colts should be looking at right now are Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. So. Jamal, who do you want to start out with? Because we're going to break it all down, and then, you know, we'll, we'll give you our favorite. All right, let's let's start off with uh, we'll start with Bryce, Bryce Young. Ooh, big old Bryce Young. So I got nicknames for almost everyone here. The former Heisman winner. <laughs> it's not really a nickname, but uh, Bryce Young, thirty-one touchdowns, five interceptions, three thousand and seven passing yards this season. That is a good year. That is a phenomenal year. And it goes to show because he was setting single-season records for passing yards and touchdowns. So Bryce Young is that guy. 6'4", 194 pounds. A little undersized. We'll talk about that later. He's got a good arm. Can make every throw needed. Very accurate QB at all levels. Arm talent is definitely evident. He's fast. He has great mobility. He's confident in the pocket. Doesn't falter when pressured. Like, he's got that it factor. Knows when to escape, to extend the play if needed. Turns a negative to a positive. Leader in the locker room. High IQ quarterback. Reads and decision-making are great. I mean, if you've watched him play, like, he just looks like he's always making the best pass. There's a lot to like about Bryce Young. And then, I, I think that's also a pro. Like, he has so many pros and so little cons, and I see why people are enamored by him. The only thing that really goes against him is what, Jamal? Six foot, 194? Mm-hmm. Size. That's the elephant in the room for Bryce Young. Not only is he only six feet tall, which is short by NFL standards, he also weighs less than 200 pounds. To put that in perspective, Kyler Murray, who is 5'10", weighs around 207 pounds. Next. I ain't talking about Kyler. <laughs> I, 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 
I don't like Kyler, but that's a different story for a different day. Kyler but Murray. I'm glad you used that perspective. Yeah, Kyler Murray was the number one overall back in 19, 18? I think it was yeah. 19. So I don't really know why weight's very important. Uh, I can only imagine being heavier means you can shake a sack off more often. Maybe, maybe not. But then you can argue a lighter QB may have more escapability like Kyler does, you know. Kyler is still, you know, he. I think the average QB weight's probably in the 210s, 220s. Like, he's still under that. So I just, I think it depends on the evaluator, how they factor height and weight, et cetera. But there have been successful QBs in the NFL who are undersized, who were undersized and are. Michael Vick, we can all agree he's probably one of the best rushing, if not the best rushing quarterback in the NFL as it stands currently. Russell Wilson, you know, pre-Denver Bronco days. Dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. He was dangerous in Seattle. Man won a Super Bowl. Drew Brees, another Super Bowl winner. Didn't they, uh, didn't they take a Super Bowl away from yeah, us? I'm always talking about that. Yeah, the lights <laughs> went out. Real convenient. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, all of these quarterbacks, six foot or less, been successful. I would include Kyler Murray in there just for the fact that They've gone to the playoffs with him. They've been able to build around him. There's a future set for him. We'll see if he's actually successful in the end. But, I mean, they've been building around him. It seems like he's a, you know, he, he can be a successful QB. He has limitations. But he also has, you know, some things that a lot of, if not most quarterbacks can't do. So, the only thing to me that really limits a short QB is probably vision. You know, can't see over those 6'4", 6'5", linemen. That that would be the only thing that's like a knock. And then the other knock, he played at Alabama. People will argue like, oh, he had the greatest coach of all time, best talent all around him every year, so of course he'll look good and perform well. Sure. I mean, I, I guess I won't argue that, but we've had successful QBs come out of you know top talent schools, so it, it, it's really hard to say. But if that's the only things you can find to knock about Bryce Young, I mean, so be it. Yeah, no, I, and I think the only other one I would add to that for the negative, and this is just, it has to be there, is his injury. Uh, you know, of course, injury did hurt him a little bit this year. But besides that, everything you said it was good. And you can say what you want to about the quarterback situation being at the Alabama. I mean, look at Jalen Hurts. I know he went to Oklahoma afterwards, but he was still at Bama, and look at him now. He's balling. So uh, I think it can definitely correlate into the league, especially because these quarterbacks that come out of Bama, I, 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 they have a very like, I don't want to say mellow, but they have a very like straightforward mindset where they're not kind of all over the place. Like Bryce, when I watch him plays, he's just a fluid in motion. He's going through every single assignment and progression like you're supposed to. So I'm, I'm all for for that great coaching and the great receivers around him when it comes to that standpoint because he's not just a loose cannon running in circles trying to get first down. He's actually utilizing his weapons around him, um, and. Everything you said about the positives are straightforward for him. I mean, again, just I'll repeat myself. I really like the way he plays. I like his game where he just goes in the game, doesn't get flustered whenever something bad happens because Bama season obviously didn't turn out the way they wanted him for them this year. But even after some of their losses, it was never like a, a feeling of we need to we need to see what's next for our quarterbacks at Alabama. No, you know, Bryce just came back each week 
and just did it again and again. We've seen him come back in plenty of games where he's just again and again. Uh, minus well, I think that Texas game that was a really bad one overall for them. But it 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 I I like his play. I like his standout. And again, his height will definitely be a factor for him. But with the right coaching staff and the right line around him, I like to think that he will progress and continue to get better when he's in the league. Yeah, no doubt. Um, he's probably going to go top five. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But right now, he's he's. He's projected top five, probably first overall. Um, Do you want to go with next? We'll be back after a quick break. If if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the decade, right? You know, we we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. Uh-huh. Uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a in a in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we 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 have a lot to do, uh, a lot. Let's let's shake it up a little bit. Let's go with AR, AR Anthony Richardson. Talk to me about him. Well, you know, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not the biggest fan of him. Uh, he's just young. He's young. He's young. I like him. I think his play is, is, is good, but he's young. Uh, I don't think he should be declaring for the draft after basically one one okay season in Florida. While you're there, you're in the SEC, you got top two talent all around you. Stay another year and develop. Because some of these things about him, you know, when I look at his stats from this year, um, when I see everything he had going on, I'm just thinking to myself, well, maybe if he would have stay and learn a little bit more. I mean, he 53.8% completion uh, percentage, um, 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I know he has a ton of rushing yards. I think he had for, uh, you know, what, what was it? 654 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns. So he definitely has some wheels. He can get the ball going whenever he needs to uh, with his legs. But it just I just think that when you're a quarterback and you have just a mediocre season like that, again, going back to the completion percentage and, and the turnovers, I really feel like you need to stay and, and get development. Now, he can get that in the league. I know he can get, learn how to develop You know, in the league. That's what the league is for for these guys to get to the next level and then really fine-tune everything they have going for them. But for me, personally, I just think it's a little premature for him. I would like to see him do another year at Florida just to kind of prove his worth and and show me that he is a top-tier quarterback and not just someone who's going to slip through the cracks because he had a great season with his legs and a, a decent season with his arm. Um, and that's just that's the way I feel about him. So you said he's young, but C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young ain't young. Well, yeah, they're the young, age. but but I mean, as I mean, college career wise, he was redshirted as a freshman, uh, you know, so he only had really one big year on his belt. Um, Bryce, I mean, he's had a couple years now with Bama, and I'll talk about C.J. and how I feel about him, but I shouldn't say young. I should say his college career is young. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 2,549 passing yards. Yeah, I would think that's that's solid. Um, definitely when you dig into his completion percentage, you're like, whoa. 
I mean, I'm pretty sure he ranks. I, I don't even think he's top 50, top 75 in completion percentage. Like you might, you guys might shrug that off, but you know, completing 53.8 percent of your passes is awful, no matter how how you spin that. So, um, I guess I'll start with his negatives first, since we're already on that. Like he has to improve as a passer in a lot of areas. Like accuracy is one thing; it's it's just too low. I've seen him miss easy throws to guys, and he's he's hitting them right at the feet. Like you can't do that, or we're gonna be saying like, "Yo, he the next Matt Ryan," but he's not because he's got he's got he's got talent, and I'm talking alien like talent. Six four, two hundred and thirty two pounds, big guy, and he's fast. We're talking Cam Newton size, Lamar Jackson running ability vibes, like. Very exciting to watch. I see why Colts players really want him. Like he, he's 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 gonna be fun to watch. Like, and especially if he improves in a lot of areas. I, jeez, sky's the limit. Cannon of an arm. I saw a video the other day. I think he threw from his own twenty or thirty into the end zone. Into the end zone. That's a cannon. That's a cannon. Now, that that shouldn't be everything. Like that that's awesome to have a cannon arm, but you know, we we've had some failures of quarterbacks who just, you know, oh, he's got a big arm. Jay Cutler. Um <laughs> But yeah, it you know, compared to CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, like I don't know. He he's just low on the decision-making skills right now, not able to read defenses correctly working through those progressions. He struggles at times. And I think that's where that low completion percentage comes from. But, I mean, just off his stature alone, I I mean, in the cannon of an arm and what he can do on the run, it like he has the highest upside of any quarterback, in my opinion, currently. All the physical traits are there. The speed, height, cannon of an arm, bruise through tackles, you know, like I was saying. So if he can develop in other areas as a passer, I don't see anyone right now above his ceiling. I I think a great offensive coordinator would salivate at the chance of designing plays around this guy. He just has so many tools. I I like him. Um some some people have been comparing him to like Malik Willis. Malik Willis wasn't this size. So I mean that's what I have to say about AR fifteen. Well, no, and I and I, I'm glad that you made the OC comment, offense coordinator comment, because that was gonna be my last thing I was gonna say. I do think that his upside is there, but we, as an organization, have had another a new quarterback every year for what the past like five years. So I I am not confident with our coaching staff to have an OC who can develop him or a quarterback coach who can develop him the way he needs to be. And I say that just because we have we have just recycled quarterbacks through and I know some are vets and they have this and that but I'm just not confident in 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 our coaching staff right now because I haven't seen it happen yet I and I know you can't teach and they're probably going to use the you can't teach an old dog new tricks thing where we have Carson where you have Matt and Philip Rivers and all this stuff where you kind of just said I'm gonna let them do their thing because they are a seasoned vet we're going to take their word but that also scares me because I want to know that if we do get a young guy like AR-15 that we can take the time to develop him, 
because I don't feel like if Matt Ryan stays another year, he's going to take the time to truly develop a quarterback. That's a different story for a different day. Uh, so, I mean, our coaches are going to have to step in and do what they need to do to really fine-tune this guy and learn some of his ins and outs and his pros and cons and, and work around that. I do think he would be an explosive player for us, and I think that he we will receive him very well, but I just am not confident from what I've seen with our coaching staff that we can get somebody in like that and give him the amount of time and the resources he needs to develop. Uh, and I hope I'll be wrong, but I just, I just can't say that when we have a new quarterback every single year and we don't do anything with them. So I, that's, I guess that's why I have more of a negative connotation on him. Uh, but I do think if he goes to the right team with a, like you said, a hungry OC, I mean, it could be dangerous. He's definitely a project quarterback. Like you shouldn't expect him to, whether he starts halfway through the year, to just really take off. Like he might see the rushing ability, but if he's having trouble, you know, he plays in the SEC. I mean, I, I understand that, but if he's having that much trouble, you know, deciphering defenses and things like that, what do you think happens when the speed of the game gets pushed up a notch? When everybody's on your level, when they do this for a living, like things change. So, I mean, he's gonna have to progress in the right direction. You know, he he could be a bust. You never know, but you know, like I mean, there's been plenty of guys with a bus that that were a bus that just you know had bat or cannon of arm, but couldn't develop in other areas. Will Levis, I don't have a nickname for Will Levis. <laughs> Twenty-one touchdowns, ten interceptions, twenty-four hundred and six passing yards. So just by those numbers, I can sit here and say probably didn't produce like the other quarterbacks we're going to talk about on this list. I mean, it's a little less than Anthony Richardson, but you know, I mean, I'm pretty sure Will Levis has a higher completion percentage. So, you know, things like that. So six, three, 232 pounds, big, strong frame, just like AR 15, probably not as fast, but cannon of an arm. You can see the velocity on his throws. They're crazy. Accurate, pretty accurate thrower. Mobility is still great, so I, I know we just talked about Anthony Richardson, but Will Levis can still move. There's a reason why people are saying, oh, he could be the next Josh Allen. Like He's been doing stuff in college that kind of reminds you of him. You know, offensive coordinators can still use him like that. Uh, one big pro about him, you know, just like I was saying with Anthony Richardson, is you know playbook opens up. You know, QB power, draw, things like that. Things you can't do with a Matt Ryan, things you can't do with a Nick Foles. It opens up, uh, makes defenses worry, things like that. So that that's a plus. I should have said that with Anthony Richardson as well, but or did I? I don't know. I think I did. But he's been also operating in a pro style offense, so he has experience under center. You know, he's not just see, you know, third, second down, maybe even first down. You see a lot of quarterbacks in college. They're, they're just, they're playing some type of spread offense. You know, they got four receiver set, three receiver set, five receiver set, and they're playing out a shotgun. However, Will Levis has some experience, you know, coming out under center. I mean, that that changes that changes the playbook. I mean, it 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 gets very it gets very good. So I think he's the most pro ready quarterback now, just with his experience at Kentucky. But I think he, you know. Like everyone, he has some cons, he has some weaknesses, lack of pro pocket presence. He needs to work on his anticipation too. Kind of compare it to Justin Fields. We don't know if 
you know, some some fans, Chicago fans, don't know if Justin Fields will develop to be that type of passer. I think I've seen some flashes this season, but you know, when I look at Justin Fields, I'm like, oh, he's probably used to throwing to wide open receivers when he was in college, so he only throws it when they're you know absolutely open. So he's not anticipating that and trusting his receivers that they can become open when the catch, you know, things like that. So that that's what I've seen from Will Levis. Uh, I know some Colts fans are turned off about him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you can pick and choose cons from every quarterback we're about to talk about. So for sure. And I mean, and you know, like you said, we can, we can nitpick all day long and make this, you can make anybody look as good or as bad as you want. Um, so with Will Levis kind of going, diving right into him, I agree with everything you said. I mean, Cannon, he, huge, big guy. I, I really like, I like his style play, but really the biggest thing, and I know I'm super biased towards just because the way our season has gone, I just get so afraid with the turnovers. Um, I, I know he holds the ball a little longer than, you know, than some quarterbacks who are coming out of the draft do, so I know that will be a little bit of a, that can be a little bit of a problem. But especially with the way our line has been playing, I would like to see a quarterback who can just go through their progressions pretty quickly and get the ball where it needs to. But I also understand that the play has to take time to develop. So with receivers, you got to give them a chance to actually get downfield. So with his size, he can kind of evade a little bit of that pressure and maybe buy himself a little bit of time to let the play develop and get the ball out. Um, I just really get afraid when I see the turnovers. And, and I, did, I, I can't sit here and say I went back and watched all his film to see exactly where these turnovers were in rigorous situations or they were just a bad pass he just shouldn't have made or what the deal was. So I'm not going to sit here and, and just dog him down because that wouldn't be fair to him. Um, but the the numbers, you know, if I look at hard numbers, I see that it does scare me a little bit. Uh, but I do know, I do know that's something where, again, when you get to the league, we can you can start to get development there and, and learn the ins and outs. And, I mean, because we look at his 2021 season, it was – significantly a little better you know 24 touchdowns and 13 interceptions versus this year was 19 and 10 uh but he threw for 400 more yards and his completion percentage was just a hair higher at 66 percent versus 65 so he regressed a little bit but again i look at that as he's consistent i see the consistency there for those two years so i i do think that he has the chance to um kind of step in and and do what he needs to i just i just will sit here and say all day long that the the interceptions scare me a little bit the other thing that scares me just a hair on him when I look at his rushing I know in 2021 he had 360 376 rushing yards versus this year it was minus 107 um that's <laughs> it's a negative amount and I know this is a league where or a era now where quarterbacks are definitely more mobile than anything but they have to be able to the, the pocket passer I feel like it's just kind of it's gone those days are kind of fading away slowly as the Matt Ryans and these guys retire. So I would like to just feel confident that we know we have a quarterback that if they do need to evade some pressure, they can get downfield and make a quick play. You don't need to be a Justin Fields where you're running for, you know, 70-yard runs. That That's nice and all, but we don't need that. I would just like to see someone who can pick up a quick first down if we need to get a quick six and everyone's, you know, lockdown coverage. Um, so I'll be curious to see how, you know, how that would trans, uh, transition for him in the league. But Will, overall, I I think that he looked you know pretty good. And like you said, that pro-style offense kind of sets him apart and puts him in a better, a better, uh, better skill set than maybe some of the others. 
Mm. We'll be back after a quick break. Do you love running? Do you dream of running on a forested trail or a crowded road race? Martha Runs the World podcast is the place for you. We are about running for runners. We bring you running wisdom and inspiring stories every week. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. I gotcha. Well, last but not least, boy CJ Stroud, what you got on him, Jamal? Oh, sorry, <laughs> unmute it. Um, going back to the Justin Fields talk you were just giving. I mean, we look at a situation where you have Marvin Harrison Jr., who had over, and I don't know, you Colts fans, I don't know if you ever heard the name (laughs) Marvin Harrison before. It may ring a bell. But Jr. is playing just as good as as Senior was playing in the league. No, Marvin Harrison, this is Jr., crazy stat. Eric, I'm sure you've probably seen this, but over 1,000 yards receiving, and guess how many drop passes? Not 10, not 9, not 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Zero Zero drop passes, uh-huh. over a thousand yards receiving. That's that's crazy to think about. So when I say that, my first thought is CJ has nothing to worry about. I'm gonna just throw the ball to him and let him do the work. So that's where we, going back to what you were saying with Justin Fields getting the chance to throw to open receivers when he was in college. That's where it scares me with these guys like CJ, where they are surrounded by other five star athletes going against these smaller schools where. They're maybe playing as a cornerback that's not as good as as the Bamas or the the Auburns or the Georgias, so or Michigan for what it's worth because after they got smacked up by them, you know, um, that's what scares me with these kind of guys. I do think his numbers look phenomenal across the board for him um, for this year. I shouldn't say phenomenal; they look really good for him across the board for him this year. Uh, as we look, he had what. 3,300 or 3,340 yards, 37 touchdowns. I mean, that's that's just crazy. Um, but I did watch some games where he did not look too hot, like the Penn State game. Watch that the entire game. He looked terrible. Their defense stepped up because they were going to lose to Penn State. They, they were definitely going to lose to them, and their defense stepped up and, and saved them. They, uh, so I look at those kind of games, and I see that whenever there was a defense that was really – tailored to shut him down they did it and those kind of things scare me when I think of the Belichicks and the Vrabels and these defensive mind coaches who make it their effort to shut these quarterbacks down is he going to become one-dimensional in these settings those kind of things scare me when I think about him moving into the next level also when you don't have other five-star athletes around you you know we look at him if we were to keep a, a JT around him or something like that yeah it'd be great to have another very high level high caliber player with him but what if you don't have him? What if you have? What if you lose a receiver? Well, you know these things happen. How is that going to transition for him on the field? So those things kind of scare me with him. I do like his play, uh, but I, I will hold the fact that he has all these weapons around him against him. Okay, okay. CJ Stroud, Mister Efficient, like you said, thirty-seven passing touchdowns, six interceptions. You heard that right, Jamal. 3,340 yeah. passing yards. 6'3", 218, good size for a QB. So I say all that, you're saying he's had a lot of bad games. 
And he still put up these numbers? I'm just, I'm just <sighs> Do I need to pull up their schedule? No, 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 no. It's fine. I'll keep going. <laughs> he has great arm strength. Maybe not canon like Richard Sitter Levis, but it's there. It's great. Accuracy on point. 2021, he completed 71.9% of his passes. 2022, 66.2. What's that, about 5 or 6% difference? Oh, well. Still more accurate than most QBs. What I've seen is accuracy all over the field. Short underneath passes. Intermediate game. Downfield throws. All precise. All accurate. I've seen this man roll out to his left and make a touchdown to his right. He's got talent. A smart passer. Just like Bryce Young, able to diagnose pre-snap. Make the best throw. Exploit the defense at his weakest point. <clears throat> That's something this Ohio State QB is very good at. How do you think he set the passing yards record at Ohio State in a single game at 573 passing yards? <sighs> and and you were talking about you know the death of pocket passers. <clears throat> Enter C.J. Stroud, pocket passer. People don't think of him like that. I, I, I don't know why, but he is a true pocket passer. However, I think he has underrated mobility. Times where I have seen him take off. He's fast. He's fast. People will never talk about his mobility. He's athletic. He just doesn't need to run the ball. I think that's a good thing. Sure, it's not pe what people want. You know, when they see a, when they get a young QB, 21 years of age, but hey, he can make it happen in the pocket and only use his mobility when it's needed. If that's going to be a knock on him, I'm fine with that. One of the other negatives I've seen is his footwork. You know, who doesn't have footwork issues? Come on, man. That's stuff you can improve on. I'm not too worried about that. So, yeah, I call my man C.J. Stroud Mr. Efficient. <laughs> so, I guess, Jamal, I'll ask this question first. Do we expect to see the Colts draft order stay the same, go up, or go down? I really think it'll stay about the same. Uh, when I when I look at some of the other teams' schedules, everybody's kind of in a bad place. Everybody who's playing bad, they're kind of in a bad place where I don't expect the Texans to try to go out and win games. I don't expect the Lions to go out and try to win more games, or I don't expect the the Panthers to go out and try to win more games. I I would think that they want to cement their spot in the in the draft order. So, with that being said, I'd like to think that everyone will continue down this spiral of losing, and we will stay probably about nine. What about you? You don't think we'll win, or you don't think we'll lose? Oh, we'll lose. We'll lose, but the other team's going to be losing too, so I don't yeah. think we're going to go anywhere. Uh, I hmm, This is this is tough, but I I think we go up a bit. Yeah. I, I just don't see us winning another game. And some of those other teams above us, I think they can they can inch out a few games. Okay. But, I mean, we, like I said, we have a tough schedule. It's been tough, but it just it stays tough. So <laughs> I don't think I see us winning another game. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. Especially, yeah, I think the only game we have a, a any much of a chance is the Texans, and the only reason why I think we will even beat them this time is because, and unless unless there's some wild thing happen where they are in trouble and they absolutely, and like it doesn't matter anymore for them if they win or lose to to get the first spot, they're gonna lose because they're not trying to lose that number one spot. So I think that we may get lucky and beat them just for the sake of them keeping their draft capital, um, but. Besides that, Vikings, that's a wash. Every move is Saturday, that's a wash. Chargers, that's a wash. Giants, that's a wash. 
<laughs> Texans. Or we may get them just before the sake of their draft pick. All right, so out of those four QBs, just just tell me who you like the most. Who I like the most is Bryce. I would like Bryce. I, I if I could pick any of them, I would pick Bryce. Yeah. Okay. Who? What about you? I kind of want to agree with you. I mean, Bryce Young seems to be the most polished out of out of all of them. But I'm gonna take the 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 scenic route. I'm gonna say C.J. Stroud, boy. Uh. I'm gonna say it. <laughs> There's a lot of hate on him. I think there is, but man, I I mean, strictly a pocket passer. I, I don't know. I I like pocket passers. Maybe That's I have a true. little bias towards them. You know, if you can do it in there, and and then you got the underrated mobility. Sky's the limit, baby. I hey, mean, he's, I like, he, he's shown uh, he can produce. He's a he's the most efficient quarterback in college football right now. I mean, yo, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. No, Stop you're not, me you're not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. I, and I do like pocket passers. You know, I, I just think that it's a day and age where everybody expects to have a, a, a quarterback that can go bust out a 40, 50-yard run for them they need to. But I do enjoy watching people who can sit back there and cook. I, I can watch it all day. It's crazy. Most of the best quarterbacks probably right now in the NFL, you could argue they're, they're top five. A lot of them are, are, are pocket. Like Joe Burrow yeah. mm-hmm. is a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. You're right. And you, even when you look at um, – uh, Oh, man, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I feel like since as every year he runs less and less. Like now, I've seen plenty of games where he has an easy, ter- you know, first uh, first down pickup for 12-yard run, but he sits back there and waits for the pass. He waits for the – he can make the throw. Mm. So, I, I mean, I agree. I think that these guys, even Jalen Hurts, I mean, we obviously see him running now more more than he was at the beginning of the season. But even still, I think that he tries to read every progression first and then run. So, you're right. I do think that – uh a lot of these top five quarterbacks are sitting back in the pocket, chilling when they can. Yeah, a lot of previous MVP winners they've been they've been pocket passers. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. um, even Matt Ryan when he won. It's just I don't know. It, it it might be a a dying position as a pocket passer, but I, I'm all about like C.J. Stroud. He looked like the real deal. Um, I've Honestly, I mean Bryce Young is probably right there with him, but I just I just want to pick somebody opposite of you, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're looking at Will Levis or Anthony Richardson right now, just with mm-hmm. our draft pick, mm-hmm. unless we trade up. And that's I mean Jamal, who are we trading away to to move up? Mm, Colts fan, y'all gonna hate me. Y'all gonna hate me. But it's, it's Shaq's time to go up. That if we need to, it's his time. <laughs> And I'm gonna tell you why. Because for one, we look at Zaire. We got him back there, who's been eating all year long. Of course, he hasn't been producing the amount of turnovers that um, that Shaq has, but he's shown that he can handle that position, handle it well. Also, other main reason why I would like to, well, I shouldn't say like to, but why I'll be willing to rid Shaq. For one, he of course we, he has a massive contract, um, and two, we saw we've seen the injuries. The, the biggest thing that scares me with the injury is we all thought as soon as the surgery was done, he was feeling better, we'll get back in the game, coming on mm. high mm. high colors. But he has not. He has not. He came back, broke his nose, got a concussion, came back, injury, flared up again, IR. I don't like those declines, man, because we know that these people, once they start to go downhill like that, it's just one thing after another after another. So do we want to risk holding on to him for another three, four years and then say at the end of that, at the end of that contract, either A, He's playing at a you know at a par level, 
or he decides to retire, then we're like, dang, we just spent all that money or whatever the case is. Or do we try to, unfortunately, bite the bullet now where he still has some good capital and teams still want a leader like that on there and we can use that to our advantage because I know someone can use someone like him. Yeah. I, what about you? I'd have to agree, man. That's uh, I think we were talking about that last episode. It, it would help us out a lot. I mean, I think there's just a few players. Like, I mean, you could just start with the obvious. Like, can we move on from Matt Ryan? Can we ship him out of there? <laughs> can he retire? I mean, it, it, there's gonna be a pretty significant dead cap hit uh, either way if we get rid of him. But got to do it now, right? Yeah, you got to, especially if you want to get anything for it. I mean, for I don't one, I trading for him. I was gonna say that's gonna say we're not gonna we're not gonna move down if we say, oh, I got Matt Ryan right here for you. No, no, we gotta be real. We, people are gonna want some talent. You know, they're gonna want somebody big. They're gonna want a JT. They're gonna want a a Shaq. They're gonna want a Quentin Nelson. You know, what I mean, like someone who can still on paper produce what they need to do. So there's gonna be a matter of the culture. Are, are they gonna want Quentin Nelson at well, twenty million a year? Uh, well, well, if you look at his, his his stuff this year, you're right. He hasn't produced this year. But, uh, I mean, when we look at the Zach Martins and we look at the Quentin Nelsons, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to not say you don't want to pay them, man. But yeah, Zach Martin might be playing well, but uh, big Q. <laughs> who who who's a big player you would give up? Who's a big player you would be willing to give up? I already told you last episode the whole roster <laughs> can be on the block. <laughs> <laughs> I already said like I, I, yeah I'm 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 fine with throw some C4 down blow that whole thing up <laughs> I mean start from scratch I'd, I'd be okay but like Mo Ali Cox like, you know? oh I mean yeah for sure get rid of him oh uh, man we, you remember Andrew Ogletree like he was balling out in the preseason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in training camp like we still got him coming back we got Colin Grant yeah Cox out. I mean, there that we we could probably go on a long laundry list of players we could ship up for draft capital for some needed draft capital. It just sure. depends how big we want to make the explosion. For sure, yeah. No, you're right. Because I mean, we don't necessarily have to do one huge standout player. We could do a, a package deal with a bunch of people. You know, what I mean, yeah. whatever the case is. So, so Colts fans, don't beat me up because I said Shaq. I'm just saying that if I had to give up one superstar. That would be one I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind with the departure of. I wouldn't Those like fans. it, but I wouldn't mind. Hey, they're not listening to the rest of the podcast. After you said I know, that. I know. <laughs> I think I waited till his last to deep end. <laughs> but he's he's right, Colts Nation. I mean, there there's a time when I think we do have to at least do a partial rebuild and talk about what we can do to set us up for the future because right now it's not looking good. But. That's our TED Talk, you know. That's our mock draft first round, very early quarterback edition. I think next episode we might do a non-quarterback edition. All right, I like that. We might, we might do that, so yeah, check know, us you, out. You know, Chris Ballard, he's going to want a cornerback. Oh, my God. That's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good weekend, everyone. Yeah, have a good weekend.